Hello and welcome to Gloucester Vineyard Church's weekly podcast. We are creating communities which bring hope and joy to Gloucestershire and we're really pleased that you've downloaded this podcast. We are working our way through the gospel according to Mark and this week we're reading chapters 5 and 6 ahead of our weekly gathering where Emily will be unpacking these chapters. So without further ado, here's chapters 5 and 6. So they arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gerasens. Uh, Jesus climbed out of the boat. A man possessed by an evil spirit came out of the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the burial graves and could no longer be restrained, (coughs) even with a chain. Whenever he was put in chains or shackles, as he often was, he snapped the chains from his wrists and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, Come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legion, because there are many of us inside this man. Then the evil spirits begged him again, and again not to send them out to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on a hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirit begged. Then let us uh, enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town, Uh, and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what had happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs, and the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, No, go home and to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the, uh, started off to visit the ten towns um, of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake, where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she may live. Jesus went with him and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for twelve years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had got no better. In fact, she had got worse. She heard about Jesus, and so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe, for she thought to herself, if I can even touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped, and she could feel her whole body that she had been healed from a terrible condition. Jesus realised at once that healing power had gone out of him, and so he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? 
but he kept on looking around to see who had done it. And then the frightened woman, trembling at the realisation of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. But he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. While he was still speaking to her, the messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, Your daughter is dead. There is no trouble. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. And when they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, Why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave and took the girl's father and mother and the three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hands, he said to her, uh, some words in Aramaic, which mean, little girl, get up. And the girl, who was 12 years old, immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Jesus gave them strict instructions not to tell anyone what had happened and told them to give her something to eat. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and power to perform such miracles? And then they scoffed, he's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon, and his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honoured everywhere except in his hometown and among the relatives of his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people. And he called his twelve disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick, no food, no traveller's bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes. Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. So the disciples went out, leaving everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God. And they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. Herod Antipas, the king, soon heard about Jesus because everyone was talking about him. Some were saying, this must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. This is why uh, he can do such miracles. Others said, he's the prophet Elijah. Still others said, he's a prophet like the other great prophets of the past. When Herod heard about Jesus, he said, John, the man I beheaded, has come back from the dead. For Herod had sent soldiers to arrest and imprison John as a favour to Herodias. She had been she had uh, been his brother Philip's wife, but Herod had married her. John had been telling Herod, it's against God's law for you to marry your brother's wife. So Herodias bore a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But without, but without Herod's approval, she was powerless, for Herod respected John. And knowing that he was a good and holy man, he protected him. Herod was greatly dis- disturbed whenever he talked to John, but even so, he liked to listen to him. Herodias's chance finally came on Herod's birthday. He gave a party for his high government officials, army officers and leading citizens of Galilee. When his daughter, also named Herodias, confusing, came in and performed a dance that greatly pleased Herod and his guests. 
Ask me for anything you like, said the king to the girl, and I will give it to you. He even vowed, I will give you whatever you ask, even up to half my kingdom. She went out and asked her mother, what should I ask for? Her mother told her, ask for the head of John the Baptist. And so the girl hurried back to the king and told him, I want the head of John the Baptist, right now, on a tray. Then the king deeply regretted what he said, and, uh, but because of his vows he made in front of his guests, he couldn't refuse her. And so he immediately sent an executioner to the prison to cut off John's head and bring it to him. The soldiers beheaded John in prison, brought his head on a tray and gave it to the girl, who took it to her mother. And when John's disciples heard what had happened, they came to get his body and buried it in a tomb. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all that they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. And so they left a boat, left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognised them and saw them leaving. And people from many towns ran ahead along the shore to go ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages to buy something to eat. But Jesus said, You feed them. With what? they asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. How much bread do you have? he asked. Go and find out. They came back and reported, We have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told his disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up to heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to his disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted and afterwards the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. The total of 500 men and their families were fed. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that he and his disciples get back into the boat and head across. Sorry. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida, where he sent, uh, while he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples were in the boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on the land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I'm here. And then he climbed into the boat, and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. After they'd crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. They brought the boat onto shore and climbed out. The people recognised Jesus at once and they ran towards. They ran throughout the whole area, carrying sick people on mats to um, wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, in villages, cities or the countryside, they brought the sick out of of the marketplaces. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe. All who touched him were healed. Okay, that's chapters five and six. 
I hope that you enjoyed that and it gave you some pause for thoughts. Do uh, come along and join us on Sunday or listen to the message um, that will be up on the podcast soon. And we look forward to welcoming you soon. Uh, you can join us at four o'clock on Sundays at St. John's in Gloucester City Centre. Uh, you can find all the details about how to join us on our website, www.gloucestervineyard.org.